Hello, hello. Welcome to Random Acts of Living. I'm your host, Emilia Nordhuk. Thank you for joining me today. I'm really excited about the story that I have to tell you. So let's go ahead and just dig right into the meat of it. Well, hello there, gentle listener, and welcome to a new dawn in uh, 2021. It's been a full week of the Biden administration, and uh, it feels good. (laughs) It feels really good. It feels so good that right now I feel I can take a break about speaking to the political woes and just the the catastrophe of your white supremacy and the insurrection and all of our horrible politicians, because we've had a break. We've had like this reprieve of um, Biden and Harris and putting together a cabinet that looks like America. That's going to be the most diverse cabinet in the United States that, you know, all these beautiful executive orders, you know, combating climate change and COVID and vaccines. And, you know, now we're starting to have like reasonable conversations again. It's like dreamy. So (laughs) I'm going to give us a moment to be in that space and just enjoy it because we'll get back to the other stuff. Oh yeah, it's not going anywhere. Like white supremacy is alive and well. It will definitely need to be addressed. So uh, so we'll get back to it. But, but this week, I just wanted to talk about life and living and what we do with the life that we're living. Because people have been sending me different links and different ideas this past week. And there's been a couple of big losses, like uh, on a personal level, from the state of Hawaii. The former mayor of the Big Island passed away this week, Billy Kanoi, um, who is really a, an incredible human being and an inspiration. And a politician who I believe was really open and honest and yeah, made some mistakes, but I think also really stepped up to the plate when those mistakes were made. Um, and I was watching a YouTube video that somebody sent me of Billy Kunoy, a speech that he did for um, HPU's commencement a few years ago. And it was really amazing. And it really reminded me of when I had the opportunity to speak with him um, in like 2014, 2015. I can't remember exactly, but he had just run uh, the Ironman on the Big Island and, you know, He's a big guy and he trained for, I think, eight months to a year. And, you know, he lost a bunch of weight and he finished it. And it's tough. It's a hard, it's a hard triathlon, the Ironman. So I was interested in doing something similar. And, um, and so I was talking to him about it and he put his arm around me and we're walking and talking and he, you know, leaned in and he's like, you know, the secret. I was like, wow, tell me the secret. <laughs> tell me the secret. Um, secret is to keep putting one foot in front of the other, even when you feel like you can't do one foot in front of the other. 
you know, of course, it's a metaphor for all sorts of things. There's people who say that all the time. But it's always nice to know that you're getting the secret from the source. <laughs> this is the secret. And it inspired me to begin training for triathlons. And um, I have actually not been able to do any. Um, this year would have been the first year, 2020, that I could, like, I felt really confident. And I signed up for several. And, of course, they were all canceled. But, um, but I keep training. Um, I keep swimming. I, yesterday I swam a mile in 45 minutes and, and I always have in the back of my mind, you know, those words and, and actually the image of, of Billy Kanoi like finishing because it was, um, it was on the news and, you know, it was just one of those things that I think was deeply celebrated. So, I, I appreciate the stamina and the commitment. And that's what he was talking about in this YouTube video of getting his degree and then going to law school and then becoming mayor that like something, you know, ridiculous, like 32. <laughs> like I'm just like, Oh my God. Like how, how do you even know you want to be mayor at 32? And he's a fantastic storyteller. He's just an amazing storyteller. And now that I have the podcast, I was like, oh, he would totally be somebody that would have on um, the podcast. And of course, I can no longer do that. And he died this week. Uh, uh, he'd been fighting a rare form of leukemia. And he was only 52. And And that started me thinking about how really the only thing that we know will absolutely happen is that we all know we are going to die. You know, and, and also this, this month marks the one year anniversary of my younger sister's death. And she had just turned 50. So I, I'm looking at being 54, <laughs> having just turned 54 in the fall. And I'm thinking, okay, this is actually kind of a big deal. <laughs> like, like you need to really pay attention to the fact that you've gotten to be 54. And, and I knew like when I got over 50, that it, it meant something, um, coming with, you know, my background and my health and, and, uh, and the heart issue and blah, blah, blah. So, um, and then I've been reading all this other stuff that's been popping up on my radar because, you know, once you start thinking about a certain thing, like you, you see all those things around you. So once I started thinking about, um, loss and death and really what do we do with the life that we have, <laughs> things started popping up all around me. Um, like these little, yeah, these little sayings and you know, everything, like, how do you make the best out of life? So then I really was like, how do you make the best out of your life? That's a great question. So today, I read an article by this really great writer, I recommend I'll put the link in my show notes, uh, Julie Hubble, and she's a writer for medium. And she was talking about another writer who was writing about turning 50. And uh, Julie is 68. And she's like, 
freaking awesome. (laughs) She's rocking the free world. Um, for sure. She's incredible. And, you know, and just talking about like how, you know, what we look at, how we live life, how we take care of ourselves and, and definitely, you know, taking care of ourselves, um, our bodies allows us to maybe live a little longer and be more active in that life. So I thought, well, that's a really great point. And, and then I just really started to think about, you know, if we're, if we're looking at our life, then if I knew that today was going to be my last day, because I think at some point, like, like Billy knew, like my sister knew, like some people know, like today is, could possibly actually be my last, last day because I, I'm fighting this disease and I'm getting done fighting it. So, you know, so when you're thinking, thinking about that, if today was really going to be my last day alive, what would I do? And given that I had like all my um, facility, right? I have a capacity, I can move around, I can go any place I want. So what, how would I change my life? Would I change my life? Would I change the things I do? Or would I just live more intently in the moment doing everything that I do, no matter how mundane? So, so I decided to do this thought experiment. (laughs) And I've done this at different parts, uh, in different times of my life. But, you know, I'm curious, because younger Amelia, I think I've talked about this in previous podcasts, especially after my open heart surgery, you know, I did become more reckless. Like if I was going to live life, I was going to live it recklessly. Um, although I didn't see it as recklessly. I saw it as like open and passionate and, you know, all of those things that you can say that you're living at 18 and 19 and 20, because you're not, (laughs) you think you're immortal anyway. Um, so, so there's that. So now at 54, like, would I live recklessly or would I tone it down a bit and, and choose to do things that actually mended um, relationships in my life or create it more of a legacy for after I was gone. You know, like all of a sudden the things that maybe were important to me at um, when I was younger and having this idea of a memory of being the vivacious life explorer, let's say. <laughs> you know, would be something that's more important now than, um, than having those experiences, because really, I won't remember those experiences after the 24 hours, right? So they're only important then to do with people who are going to be around for more than 24 hours. And, and that's how you create this legacy. So, so I, I've been thinking about that. And then that brought me down the path of like, um, people who have bucket lists, which I find fascinating, like what's on your bucket list. And I have to actually, um, sit down and, and write a bucket list because I don't have one at the ready because I don't live like that. Like, I don't know if there's something I would regret having not done in my life. Yeah, so so I actually need to think about that. And um 
And if anyone listening out there has a bucket list, um, please share it with me. <laughs> I'm really curious. I want to see um, how people, you know, think about their bucket list and and what what things are important. Again, it seems like there's this this idea of either I'm creating a memory or I'm doing something that creates this idea of myself as an adventurer in living. You know, therefore, I throw caution to the wind and I live like there's no tomorrow. Or I'm working at creating a legacy, which is how I've also lived for the past 15 years. And, you know, building up, you know, partnerships and mentoring and coaching and artwork. Yeah, I think that we forget that creating artwork is also leaving a legacy. God knows there's, <laughs> there's going to be a lot it's going to be sad for anyone who has to go through my my house after I pass away. Because the truth is, I am going to die. There will be a day that I go to sleep and I don't wake up. There will be a day where there's an accident and I don't recover. There will be a day when I have an illness and I lose that fight. That day will come. So by talking about it, I feel that I'm giving voice to something in our society, in our culture that we don't really like to talk about. But I think there's a lot of freedom in this. And there's a lot of freedom to take more risks, like in creating my business, in creating my artwork, in creating relationships. Because if I'm not looking at creating a relationship for the next 40 years, then what am I looking at creating right now in this moment? How am I looking at taking care of the people that are right now given to me in this life that I have a connection with right now? Not a week from now, not a month from now, but currently, you know, the students that I'm teaching, the people that I interact with, and then I read this really interesting quote, because I think this is like the flip side of thinking about that we individually are going to die, but that everyone we meet is going to die. So what if the person that you're interacting with only has 24 hours to live? How does that change your interaction with them? And again, it's a really interesting thought experiment. So if I switch it around and I say to myself, so these people that I'm meeting today are going to all be dead by midnight. How do I, how does that change my interaction with them? Does it? Like, am I nicer or do I, do I just not care? Like they'll be, they'll be dead. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I do. They'll be dead. They won't remember me. I mean, I guess that could be a, um, <laughs> I guess that could be a, a, a way of living, you know, but then I, I think the idea is to become kinder and to treat everyone with like this kindness and this respect. And then I, I think of like these people that stormed the Capitol. I'm like, what if I run into somebody like that? And I think about them dying in the next 12 hours or 24 hours. Does it change my interaction with them? 
And do I feel that by changing my interaction with them, it makes a difference in how they will then lead the next 24 hours? And is that important? So these are the things I'm thinking about just to give us all a break from thinking about politics. <laughs> so shoot me an email at randomactsofliving at gmail.com. Let me know what's on your bucket list. Let me know your thoughts and how you treat somebody once you think of the fact that they will only have a finite amount of time left on this shiny blue marble spinning around the sun. Thank you so much for letting me into your your ears today and letting my voice seep ever so gently into your brainwaves. I hope you have a good one and be well. Aloha. Thank you for joining me. And if you found this interesting or provocative or maddening, well, leave me a review and tell me about it. Drop me a line. Let me know some of your stories. And thanks again for joining me. I look forward to talking to you again. Have a great day. Be well. Stay present. Aloha. Aloha.